Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is a free iOS app. Download it and you can have a full-blown discussion with your favorite athlete, sports analysis, whatever the case might be. I am also on Locker Room. I'll let you guys know when I go live. I did one last week, so give it a look in the App Store. Let's play a little game of trivia, shall we? How many wins do the Buffalo Sabres have this season? Do you want to know how many of those wins came at the hands of the New Jersey Devils? Well, the number might shock you. And also, turnovers 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 what killed the new jersey devils in their last game we have a lot to discuss in this episode so buckle up you're locked on devils your daily podcast on the new jersey devils part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews. It is currently 11.13 p.m. Eastern Time, April the 6th, 2021 at the time of this recording. Life is pain, eh? So at the time of this recording, I've been having a rough night, okay? I don't want to get into detail of what's been going on in my personal life. Don't worry, it's nothing major, but just, you know, certain people suck, okay? And um, the New Jersey Devils certainly didn't help by dropping the puck in this one against the Buffalo Sabres by a score of 5-3. to three. I mean, seriously, guys, it's frustrating. I don't know why we make the Sabres look better than what they are supposed to be because this is the same team that lost, what, 18 or so straight games this season, breaking a franchise record, going down in the infamous hockey record book, and yet uh, the New Jersey Devils still cannot find a way to beat them. I mean, seriously, we make them look like a playoff team. I've said it so many times in previous episodes, and it's just so frustrating to see. So, do you guys need an interesting fact? So, the Sabres have only won nine games this year. Four of those wins have come at the hands of the New Jersey Devils. So, almost half of those are coming from New Jersey. Like, that is so frustrating. I mean, you know, uh, nine is an odd number, so I guess you could technically say, like, half of their wins come against New Jersey if you want to go like that, but still, it's just so frustrating that the New Jersey Devils cannot beat them. I mean, seriously, like, nine wins for the Sabres, four of them coming from the New Jersey Devils. That's embarrassing right there. I didn't even know that. I knew it had to be, like, you know, I guess a couple, but... I didn't know it was that high, so that is frustrating to see. Just think about the amount of points the New Jersey Devils could have had if they would have taken at least, like, two of those games. Like, at least. Like, seriously. Like, we we, we cannot be dropping that many games to the lowly Buffalo Sabres, and I can't be calling them the lowly Buffalo Sabres anymore if the New Jersey Devils can't beat them. So, before I rant and give my overall analysis of the game, let's look at the East Division standings, shall we? So, the Capitals are still atop of the East Division, 25-10-0. Four with 54 points. The Islanders are 25, 10, and 4 with 54 points as well. So I wonder who's going to get that top spot. The trade deadline will be definitely be a make or break for one of those respective teams to put them over the hump. I already told you guys, I do believe Kyle Palmieri might get traded to the Islanders, but you know, that's something we'll discuss later in the episode. And then you got the Penguins at 24, 13, and 2 with 50 points. The Bruins are 20, 10, and 6 with 46 points. The Rangers are 18, 15, and 5 with 41 points. 
points. The Flyers have the exact same record as them. So similar to the Capitals and the Islanders situation, the Flyers are 18-15-5 with 41 points. And then there's the bottom tier of the East Division, the Devils, 13-18-6 with 32 points. And then here come the Sabres, 9-23-6 with 24 points. So I don't know what uh, else to say about this season for the New Jersey Devils. It's been very disappointing. It's been a roller coaster. And I can't even use like COVID as an excuse anymore because the, the fact that we can't even beat the Sabres consistently really throws out a major red flag that we need to look upon during the offseason. So overall for the New Jersey Devils, I, I don't know what else to say. But I guess let's just get into the game analysis before I rant and, and or say something that I might regret. So let's talk about Tice Thompson first and foremost. So obviously he is the rookie from Providence College, the NCAA team. I touched upon him a couple episodes ago. What does he bring to the table? What are the New Jersey Devils searching from this young kid? And also the fact that we had to place Nikita Gusev on waivers in order to make room for him. And also Kyle Palmieri also uh, being in trade talks certainly kind of helps him just get more playing time. But speaking of which, uh, let's just talk about how fast he was able to get his first few points of the season. So Tyce Thompson is the first NHL player to record a first career point in 69 seconds or less since April the 2nd, 1986. So years ago, so like three years before the Simpsons were released. So uh, the first person to do that was Trevor Steinberg, who did it in 32 seconds. So the fact that Tyce Thompson was able to just contribute for the New Jersey Devils that quickly and that effectively within the first few seconds of his NHL debut really says something, and that was really exciting to see. I already tweeted saying that I'm in love with the kid already because, you know, like I said, that's just amazing uh, to do so just that early. What makes his storyline even more compelling was that he was actually making his NHL debut against his brother, Tage Thompson, who plays for the Buffalo Sabres. So it's one thing to make your NHL debut, but to do it against your own family member really says something. And that was just amazing to see. So obviously we've seen that with uh, Quinn Hughes and Jack Hughes and Obviously, next year we'll, or, you know, whenever that happens, we'll see it with uh, Luke and Jack as well because, you know, they will have all three Hughes brothers in the NHL. So, uh, overall, it was just a great storyline for Tyce Thompson just to make his NHL debut. People really just, including me, doubting to see what he could potentially do because uh, the one thing I say about Tyce Thompson was that, you know, I, I do think he could play. I do believe he has potential. So, if you need proof as to when I said that, just go back a couple episodes ago when I did a whole episode revolving around his playing career at Providence College, his skill set, what does he bring to the table, what does he need to work on. So, you know, obviously I said that he can play the sport of hockey. I just felt like we were rushing him just a little too quickly. I was also a little hesitant about waving Nikita Gusev, who had a great rookie season last year, and obviously he's just struggling. So I really felt like the system failed Nikita Gusev in this case, just with what Lindy Ruff was just trying to do. But, you know, obviously, uh, I think the New Jersey Devils just said we cannot wait any longer. We need to bring Tice up and just see what he could potentially do at the NHL level. And the fact that he was able to get his first point in the NHL that quickly just says something about 
Uh, just, I think he's already fitting into the New Jersey Devil system. So, you know, that was really cool to see. And obviously in this game, obviously, you know, it was very disappointing, but that was the biggest storyline for the New Jersey Devils in this game. And I think that's the biggest positive takeaway, just seeing another young player do well for the New Jersey Devils and getting off to a pretty decent start. So obviously in this game, uh, he saw a total of 16 shifts and nine minutes and 44 seconds of total ice time. And the fact that he was able to get an assist very quickly in his rookie debut says something. And the person who scored the goal was actually Damon Severson. And Malsev also was credited with the apple in that particular play. So, you know, like I said, positive takeaway for the New Jersey Devils in a relatively disappointing matchup against the Buffalo Sabres. In which I am going to have to rant. I am going to have to talk badly about the New Jersey Devils. And I think overall everyone knows what they did poorly in this particular matchup and we'll talk about that in a second but first it's time for the first live read this morning and it comes from locker room so guys I actually did my first locker room last week and I actually had a couple of you join and have a full-blown discussion on the New Jersey Devils and we just talked about you know how we felt the New Jersey Devils were doing this season what would we need to see improve so for any of you who joined me on my locker room to have that discussion including Jason Hernandez of Locked On Ducks I really appreciate you jumping in and just having a full-blown conversation remember uh, every time I go on to locker room my intention is to be on there for at least 30 minutes to have a discussion with you guys but first I need to provide you guys some more information in regards to locker room so let's take it away need to learn more about locker room well I got you covered it's a live audio only sports talk platform free to download and to use talk to me other fans athletes and insiders in real time perfect for watch parties debates post-game breakdowns and reacting to breaking news share your own experiences on the app so join in on the conversations with me and have a chance to be featured on the locked on devils podcast show all you need to do is download the locker room app free in the ios app store Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group. Follow me at TreyMat4 or LockedOnDevils to be notified when my room goes live. Come with your spiciest, hot, flaming takes. I don't care. I take all comers, okay? I am looking for all the sports debate. I want all the smoke, so let me have it on the locker room app. I look forward to interacting with all of you, and hopefully you guys can be featured onto my show if you do come on. So just download the Locker Room app on the iOS and create your profile, and I will let you guys know when I go live. So check it out. Okay, now it's time for the second live read this morning, and it comes from Built Bar. So let's take that away as well because I love myself some Built Bars in the morning. Let me tell you guys something about Built Bar. Built Bars are super healthy, and they are just a great go-to snack when you're going to the gym, going to school, going to work, whatever the case might be. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious. They have 18 amazing new flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon, almond, cheesecake, carrot cake, apple, almond, crisp. This stuff is delicious. I have a few of these before I go to class, before I go to the gym, and they are super healthy. You guys are going to love them. They have 12 original flavors that you guys need to check out. So the bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking, wait a minute, it has both of those factors. It's 
sounds like an unhealthy snack to me. That is not true. Built Bars are healthy. It is great for the health conscious guy. And you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. So the bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. Great for the keto diet. You, yes, you. I'm going to make an offer that you can't refuse. Built Bar has reset the promo code for this relaunch. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Man, those live reads take a lot out of me, but the show must continue. So anyway, where did the New Jersey Devils particularly struggle in this game? I think we all know where their struggles came from, and it came from the turnovers in the defensive zone. So that is something that has actually plagued them the entire season. However, they have improved upon it, so I do want to give them credit in that regards. But those turnovers came back to bite them in this game, in which uh, that's how they lost 5-3. to three to the Buffalo Sabres at the Prudential Center, giving the Buffalo Sabres their fourth win against the New Jersey Devils this season. The more I say it, the more I'm just in disbelief. I'm sorry. I I just had to say it. So, according to Lindy Ruff, here's what he had to say in a post-game interview. He said, The puck was on our stick almost on every goal. We paid dearly for some of the mistakes we made. So, I want to touch upon that. So, obviously, against a team like the Sabres, you, you can make those kind of mistakes. However, I guess the New Jersey Devils just lost their composure because, you know, the one thing I always say quite frequently in this show is that there are certain mistakes that you can make and, you know, it doesn't really cost you. I really thought the Buffalo Sabres game would be a good example of the New Jersey Devils can make a mistake and it won't come back to bite them. But boy, was I wrong. So, like, if they were to do that against, like, the Capitals or the Islanders, I believe this game would be, like, 9-3, to quite honestly, because the New Jersey Devils were just very sloppy with the puck. They couldn't handle it. And, you know, that's why it just came back to bite them in this instance. And the Buffalo Sabres made them pay for it. So, I got to give credit when credit is due. And, obviously, for the New Jersey Devils, I'm just like, I, I don't know how you lost that 5-3, to but the turnovers were definitely a factor. So, I'm not really as mad as the turnovers as I should be because mostly I think the Buffalo Sabres just got particularly lucky and, you know, the New Jersey Devils, we all know Lady Luck does not like the Devils in red for some reason. So, uh, you know, uh, overall, that I think that's my overall take on the game, which is, yes, the turnovers killed us, but you can usually do that against a team like the Buffalo Sabres and, you know, you don't have to pay the price for it. But in this instance, the New Jersey Devils did. So it was just a matter of luck on the side of the Buffalo Sabres in this regard. And yes, that's my major hot take for uh, the game. So, you know, I I say the turnovers did hurt us, but overall, you know, I don't think it's something to hold your head down about because, like I said, Buffalo is not going to do that every game. So, you know, overall for the New Jersey Devils, it was definitely, um, you know, very disappointing. So, um, you know, but uh, you you just got to rebound. And we have another game against the Buffalo Sabres, and that will actually be our final game against Buffalo this season. So, my advice for the New Jersey Devils is you got to get that win. Do whatever it takes and stop making them look like a damn playoff team. That's all I have to say because it's just so frustrating that we make them look this good. They're not that good. You are way better than them. I know you're only a spot ahead of them, but come on. You were able to compete with the Washington Capitals in the last game. Yes, you lost like, what, 5-4, to four, but at the same time, you know, you, you were able to just compete with a top-tier team out east. You uh, still have not lost a game to the Pittsburgh Penguins. 
uh, you competed with the, the uh, Boston Bruins the entirety of this season. So I, I'm just saying, why can't you keep that same energy against a lower tier team like uh, the Buffalo Sabres? Like, it's unacceptable. Like, I, I know I've said this a lot in this episode already, but the fact that uh, the Buffalo Sabres only have nine wins this season, four of them have come against the New Jersey Devils, really concerns me because... Uh, prior to uh, them going on their 18-game losing streak or whatever the case might be, their last win came at the hands of the New Jersey Devils. And uh, Nico Heizer actually suited up for that game. So just to give you guys some reference and just to show how frustrated I am that uh, New Jersey put on that type of performance. So, you know, overall, you know, w- what else can we do? That That's all I have to say. But um So, obviously, I talked about Damon Severson uh, scoring a goal for the New Jersey Devils. That was his third goal of the season. Uh, Jesper Bratt was able to get a goal in period number one, and that tied the game two apiece. That was his fifth goal of the year, and then Zaka was able to get his eighth goal of the year, giving the New Jersey Devils a 3-2 lead in period number two. However, they allowed the Sabres to score three unanswered goals, and two of those goals came in period number three. So, overall, the New Jersey Devils just cannot finish, because remember what I told you guys a few episodes ago, the last time the New Jersey Devils won by, like, multiple goals I I believe came at mid-February so it's been a while since the New Jersey Devils have been able to just fully close out a game and just overall put their foot on the gas pedal and just walk away with it and another thing I want to talk about is how do you give up five goals to the Buffalo Sabres and they only had 18 shots on goal you kept them in check and yet you let up five goals That is unacceptable. They did the same thing against the Washington Capitals, and you do that, like, what, back-to-back? Or, like, uh, uh, you do it one game, and then the next game, uh, I don't don't know what the case might be, but overall, this is the second time it's happened in recent games, and it's just unacceptable what the New Jersey Devils have been able to do in that regards. But anyway, before uh, I give my final take of the game, it's time for the third live read this morning, and it comes from betonline.ag. And before uh, I do the live read, I just want to say congratulations to Baylor for winning uh, March Madness and tearing down the net, and they were just a fire team. I just wish that uh, a Jesuit school could have won it because I did want Gonzaga to win it. Unfortunately, you know, it just wasn't meant to be. But overall, congratulations to Baylor. Well-deserved. And also, you guys, uh, of the past few weeks, I was doing my Dick Vitale impersonation by saying, like, you're awesome, baby! Or, you know, things like that just because he's just a big figurehead in the college basketball world. So if you guys needed to know... Um, who I was impersonating, it was Dick Vitale. Just just putting that out there. Don't worry, I'm not going to do the impersonation anymore because college basketball is over. But it's time to, for the third live read this morning coming from betonline.ag. So let's take it away. We already have some big matchups on schedule on tabs. So BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Surprise, surprise. I'm not surprised because BetOnline is that awesome. So real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit talent talks about one or more teams nhl games of the week nba players of the week whatever comes to mind they got it so anything sports they got you covered all right so also visit our good friends at locked on bets so that way you can get your predictions up and early so that way you can place your bets and you have no excuse to say oh i didn't know what games were going to happen or this that or third also visit at bet online 
underscore AG, and they also have you covered as well. So, bet online, your online sportsbooks experts. Get with it and get in the action, everybody. So, obviously, I don't really have the time to go over each and every mistake that the New Jersey Devils had made. But, you know, if you were watching the game, you obviously saw that Sharon Govich made a mistake. Janssen made a mistake. Subban made a mistake. Ty Smith made a costly mistake when the Devils had a 3-2 lead. And overall giving the Sabres the momentum to tie the game and then score two unanswered goals in order to just, you know, solidify the win. So, obviously, Lindy Ruff said in the postgame interview, especially after... After Ty Smith's costly mistake was that it's a teachable moment and that's the thing we have to know about just you know with our young organization which is there's going to be games like this where we just turn the puck over too many times and overall it just comes back to haunt us but you know overall um you know I I, I just feel as though if it was to happen against a team it, it has to be against the Sabres unfortunately Sabres just capitalized on it, like I said earlier in the show so you know, I, I'm not going to hold that accountable for them. But overall, we're just a young team and we're still trying to learn. We're still trying to develop. And then obviously, you know, with Tice Thompson and taking him just two shifts to make an impact in the league. Uh, overall, it, it's just a, it's just a teachable moment for the New Jersey Devils. So I, I'm not going to hold that accountable against them. So let's go over some respective stats and then I will give you guys my final overall reaction to the game. So Obviously, we talked about the shots on goal in which the Sabres only had 18 shots on goal, yet somehow, someway, they were able to net five goals. So the Devils had 30 shots on goal and obviously were able to get three goals and face-off percentage, 54% to the Buffalo Sabres, 46% to the New Jersey Devils. Power play opportunities, uh, both teams were able to capitalize on one power play. Uh, Buffalo had two opportunities, whereas the Devils had three opportunities. So, you know, for the New Jersey Devils, like I said, if you're given three or four power play opportunities, Capitalize on one of them, but obviously tick for tack. Uh, Buffalo uh, also got a power play goal, so you know there there's that. But shout out to Jesper Brat for getting the power play goal. That was much needed for the New Jersey Devils just to close out uh, period number one, just to try to get some sort of momentum. Obviously, it didn't go their way, but luckily they were able to tie the game. That's all I can say. But uh, going over some more stats, so hits 21 to 12 in favor of the Buffalo Sabers. And blocks seven to six in favor of the Sabres. Giveaways six to five in favor of the New Jersey Devils. In that case, well, uh, one minor thing that I want to talk about was that yes, obviously Kyle Palmieri was still a healthy scratch due to precautionary reasons, but also sitting out for the Buffalo Sabres due to precautionary reasons. AKA, he's about to be dealt away, and it's a matter of time to see where he could potentially go. It's former New Jersey Devil All Star Taylor Hall. So he also did not play in this game, and obviously. Obviously, Taylor Hall has kind of had a down year with the Buffalo Sabres. Remember, they had high hopes for him for some reason. Like, you know, obviously he was a good player, but only signing him to like, what, one year and, you know, uh, him wanting an extension as well, similar to Kyle Palmieri. I guess uh, Buffalo wasn't willing to do that, and I guess both sides couldn't come to an agreement. But in 37 games played, Taylor Hall only has two goals, 17 assists for a grand total of 19 points and a plus-minus of negative 21.
one. So uh, I think his days in Buffalo are safe to say they are also outnumbered, similar to Kyle Palmieri's situation with the New Jersey Devils. So it's going to be interesting to see where Taylor Hall could potentially wind up because that would be what his, uh, so New Jersey, uh, Coyotes, and uh, Sabres. So it would be his fourth team in a matter of just two seasons. So that's a lot of moving around for Taylor Hall. So it's going to be interesting to see where he winds up or maybe he could wind up back with the New Jersey Devils or the uh, Coyotes uh, in that case. I don't know, but no, no, it's not going to happen, but I'm just saying then he's going right back to where he started off, I guess, but you know, that that's a lot of moving for just two seasons, and obviously, you know, it's never easy as a player, but you know, hopefully Taylor Hall can just go back to what he once was just a few seasons ago, and uh, I know he had high expectations for the Sabres to make the playoffs and, you know, potentially win the Stanley Cup, I believe that's what he said in what, like an NHL draft promo, but you know, that's not going to come into fruition anytime soon, and I still don't know why he signed with the Sabres that makes no sense but uh yeah so I just wanted to mention that uh Taylor Hall was also a healthy scratch due to precautionary reasons similar to Kyle Palmieri and yeah I'm I'm, I'm intrigued to see uh what's going to happen within the next six days uh when the trade deadline happens but anyway that's about all the time I have for you guys today thanks for listening and I guess my final grade for the New Jersey Devils is I'll be generous and I'll give them a C because like I said this is more of a learning experience for the New Jersey Devils. Yes, it's frustrating that we lost to the Buffalo Sabres for the fourth time this year, and they have nine wins, just to give you guys reference and just to say that one more time. But at the same time, you know, if they were to make those types of mistakes, it has to be against a team like the Buffalo Sabres. But Sabres just got lucky, and for us, you know, uh, with Tice Thompson doing uh, relatively well in just a couple of shifts and uh, capitalizing on the opportunities that he's been given, you know, uh, that was definitely leaving me in a good mood. And then, obviously, you know, just just a learning experience. We're one of the youngest teams in the NHL, so I, I guess just uh, that game against the Buffalo Sabers is just learning that, and you 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 got to use those moments as teachable moments, similar to what Lindy Ruff said in a post game interview. So yeah, I'll give him a C, and uh, yeah, it's disappointing. It was uh, frustrating to see, but. At the end of the day, um, you know, uh, I, I think uh, a lot of you are going to be at me because, you know, uh, they let up, uh, what, five goals in 18 opportunities for the Buffalo Sabres. So that's terrible. And, you know, Scott Wedgwood, I, I, don't, I don't even know what to think in, in this game. I'm not even going to go there. But, uh, yeah, just, just disappointing. But, like I said, just a teachable moment. Nothing that uh, more film won't do. For the New Jersey Devils and overall we just gotta you know just remain patient and just see what happens in the future so Scott Wedgwood in this game just to you know give you guys some reference uh, he saw 17 shots saved 13 of them for a save percentage of 765 so obviously not good but you know uh, we, I, I've seen worse I guess so yeah um yeah, so a C, and uh, that's about all the time I have for you guys today. So continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Go Devils, and let's see what's going to happen to Kyle Palmieri within the next few days. If you haven't checked out that episode, give it a listen. So I will see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.